Welcome to 50 Ways to Succeed at Work, where you hear stuff about ways to succeed, even the most well-intentioned colleagues, advisors, careers officers and HR departments may never get around to mentioning. This episode is number 21, saying no, which can be empowering and helpful to your success at work, but handle with care. Thanks for that reminder. Early on in life, we learn that no is bad, while yes is good. Let's give this some context. Believe it or not, there was a Nobel Prize awarded in 2002 based on saying no without thoroughly reviewing the choices. Saying no is not exactly a new craze. In some cultures, saying no to various powerful interests can mean a prison sentence or worse. If you're head of the armed forces in Russia... Saying no to the long-serving Mr. Putin would be career-limiting. And for millennia, women in many places around the globe have tried saying no to all kinds of unfair restrictions imposed by men hell-bent on retaining selfish privileges. In many work environments, saying no to senior colleagues or even teammates remains a problem. Speaking no in such places won't much help your search for success. Today, though, in the best employment situations, saying no is taken as a right, not a privilege. It's even an expectation in some situations. For example, refusing to join in with corruption, fraud, or disrespecting colleagues because of their race, sexual orientation, age, or disability, etc. These are choices. In many workplaces, you need to just keep your head down and stay silent, perhaps. Or speak up and say no and risk the respect of others and even your career prospects. For example, many employees in VW knew their company was cheating on its legally required emissions data. Even the CEO knew it was happening. Yet not many people in VW spoke up, demanding an end to this illegal behaviour. VW continues to pay a high price both financially and in the damage to its reputation for such reticence. It hasn't done the CEO's reputation much either. Or take the renowned auditors KPMG, where staff faked documents presented to regulators. There's a story about this within the show notes of this podcast. Being willing to say no at work can be a powerful tool to protect you and enhance your integrity. Being willing to say no sets healthy limits and may be liberating. Here's one employee's experience. When I got my first job, I said yes to everything. I'd take on new projects on top of what I was already doing, uh, a cover for my colleagues. I was working late. Saying no for me was, I don't know, I either unprofessional or... I mean, I didn't want to seem lazy. I wanted to be the opposite, to be proactive, to be seen as proactive... But I also didn't have the confidence to turn people down. You know, I was worried I would disappoint them. Um, I mean, my to-do list was huge. I was overwhelmed, I was exhausted, and half of it didn't even benefit me in the long run. You know, when that internal review came round. Uh, I was working twice as hard as I needed to, and I was on course for a burnout, really. For most of us, saying no doesn't come naturally. You feel bad for disappointing a colleague, guilty about turning down your boss, and anxious about denying a client's request. You don't want to be seen as a no person. 
You want to be viewed as a yes person, a go-to team player. Yet there are many situations where it's essential to clarify your intentions. However, occasional refusals need to rest on solid ground and win respect. They must enhance, not damage your reputation. For instance, if an organization employs you, even as a freelancer, you'll undoubtedly work across different boundaries. These may be within the organization or beyond. For this, you must be collaborative. For example, exchanging information freely with colleagues outside your immediate team or area of responsibility. Collaboration makes working life more complicated. There are numerous reasons for saying no, or at least as many for automatically saying yes. Every day at work, you'll probably be responding to requests. Some come as formal asks, others as casual or informal approaches for help. Demands on your time can feel relentless. From meetings, Zoom screens, phones, email, constant messaging and sudden supervisory demands, the rate of bombardment can be daunting. Yet your professional success and personal well-being depend on managing this lava-like flow. You can't say yes to everyone and expect to do it all well. You'll waste time, energy and money by accepting too many wrong things if you do. Bad choices can distract you from what's important. Still, you don't want to anger or disappoint colleagues or other contacts or turn down essential career and life opportunities. You can say no. So how can you say no responsibly? You can say no. It depends on how you say no and when you do it. A snappy, unexplained no is seldom sensible. Build your reputation on saying yes and only no when it counts. You may feel reluctant to say no, but doing so doesn't mean I hate you, nor are you rude when you say it, unless you do it aggressively or reluctantly. An ideal no rests on current priorities. They're your armory against personal damage for saying no. For example, you might respond, sure, yes, I can do that, but there are only so many hours in the day. Which one of these other things should I hold back on? Based on priorities, saying no is a safety jacket to prevent you from being swamped with competing demands. As well as using priorities to govern your no, a good approach is to insist on making any demand for your time into a well-defined task. People may often ask you for your help in sloppy, helpless ways, whose vagueness leads to misunderstandings, especially if it involves a trip to Acapulco. You can't say no. <laughs> that was Elvis Presley warning about the problems of saying no in Acapulco. An innocent-seeming request for your involvement may start by sounding simple at work, easy to deliver, yet it may prove to be more involving than at first hearing. What initially seemed a straightforward request to sort an issue may unravel to reveal unwanted travelling, excessive late-night working, or a struggle with the complexity that you never anticipated. Ill-defined requests can send you careering off in the wrong direction, and for instance, doing work that you neither expected nor reflects current priorities. Help yourself in the asker by checking into the details of any request. Don't just say yes or no without looking into what's involved. You will enhance your reputation by giving close attention to a colleague's request 
to which you may ultimately, perhaps reluctantly, say no. Giving close attention to a request doesn't mean you agree to it. It does signal you're taking your colleagues' needs seriously. Ask questions. Take notes. Clarify every aspect of the request, including your time, costs and benefits, before launching into a no or a yes. If you do this diligently, you won't be accused of trying to duck out of helping. Instead, you're assisting the asker to fine-tune their request so that you can make sense of the implications. Ultimately then, saying no is a vital stress buster that can save you from burnout and failure. It can also enhance your chances of success when well done. So what are the action points that I can suggest? Well, first, saying no at work needs to be done with care and based on priorities, legality and ethical concerns. Secondly, treat requests positively, but as needing the implications to be clarified. And three, use no to protect your integrity and grow your reputation. And the takeaway from all of this? Use the power of no at work responsibly, setting limits on what you will and won't do. You've been listening to an episode of Andrew's 50 Ways to Succeed at Work. For more episodes, subscribe free to my regular weekly podcasts. You can catch up on past ones at the50ways.site, where you can also become a Foundation member with access to e-learning units, transcripts, further reading links, and the forum where you can ask questions, share problems, and join a growing community of people who seriously want to succeed at work. Thanks for listening, and bye for now, until next week.